Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. I guess we'll do that disclaimer whenever we feel like doing it, no? Yeah, that, that works, you know. Um, like right now. So guys, everybody that's out there listening, quick disclaimer before we get onto our topics today. Um, of course, we are still in COVID crisis mode and recording remotely. So you may hear some art, some art, some uh, audio artifacts and so on and so forth. So please uh, bear with us as we uh, bring you all the best content as possible. I can already hear, I feel like there's a little bit of TV or something loud so we'll get that corrected as soon as we can um but we are we are going to be bringing you some game news this week who wants to who wants to who wants to bring it in all right let's um let's say what's 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 up hi guys i'm wolfie (laughs) i was gonna say let's let's see let's bring it in with the introduction this is jose (laughs) <laughs> AJ Eli and this is Walt yeah all right so somebody we got that bring us way. in yeah bring it in bring it in bring it in um hello infinite open world graphics for an unfinished product are underwhelming and that's all I will have to say for the rest of the podcast. I have nothing else to say. Whoa, 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 whoa. The topic, yeah. the topic of the that podcast. That is the topic. The topic. There's no other topic for me. That's the only topic. <laughs> oh, God. And I thought right. I was going to be the negative one. You know? No. Well, the topic today. I'll, 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 I'll really. Right? Topic today. Go, think, go ahead, I, Wolfie. I was going to say he's being really negative over uh, the results of our polling from our last podcast but you know playing this game playing the last of us 2 so many times consecutively can make you a very negative dark I'm person depressed. so it's okay i understand i'm depressed from committing murder over and over again but it hasn't gotten any better playing ghost of tsushima because i'm definitely enjoying killing people in that but we'll get to that anyway so okay so our podcast topics today are obviously we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, xbox showcase that included the reveal of uh the halo infinite gameplay trailer as well as uh some other announcements in the uh xbox video gaming world as well as a first impressions review of ghost of tsushima as we have all for the most part i think everyone here has been playing it yeah yeah? i've been playing it for sure yep yep so we're going to get started right away. We're going to we're going to jump right in as Jose just mentioned. Um the only news that it seems to be worthy of the Xbox showcase is going to be I think Halo. So um I think we're we're going to talk about Halo pretty much the whole time we talk about the Xbox showcase, but I'm going to run down the list of uh, all the games that were announced um before we get into the how we feel about Halo Infinite with that being the first game that was announced. And the other games that were announced were Fable, Everwild, uh, Outer Worlds, Peril on Gorgon, Grounded, Psychonauts 2, The Medium, uh, Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide, 
Stalker 2, which looks quite interesting. And we also have Avowed, State of Decay 3, didn't know there was a 1 or 2, Forza Motorsport, Tell Me Why, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, As Dust Falls, Destiny 2, Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, Tetris mm-hmm. Effect Connected, The Gunk, Crossfire X. So, who wants to talk about Halo? I will let somebody else go first. <laughs> AJ. AJ's our Halo resident Halo expert. Uh, so, AJ, why don't you go ahead and take it away? So, right now, I'm disappointed. Um, Tell us why. There are a few new... Uh, before I go into that, I at least want to give it some credit with the few highlights I did see. Note that word, few. I think there are a few highlights, um, more than a few, but the graphics aren't one of them. But go ahead. So there's a new feature. Um, I didn't quite catch the name of it, but apparently we're Batman now because we have a grappling hook. So there's that. That'll provide for some. You, very wait, you don't, you, don't, you don't like the grappling hook? I, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about that yet. Like I can already see okay. online matches. It's all it's all it's going to be is about the grappling hook. That might be a problem. Um, it hmm, could be. I don't know. I don't know if that's like that is something that's, that's gonna break competitive play, in my opinion. I don't think that that's absolutely true. Uh, I think that the grappling hook is is gonna be really useful in a game that has a much more expanded terrain. It depends on what they do with multiplayer. Also, if, if they're gonna make it like Maybe, somewhat yeah. open world, or if they're gonna continue with the Halo tradition of having more closed maps smaller maps at least with the ones that don't have vehicles involved or maybe they'll battlefield it up and they'll have huge maps with huge uh with you know with huge conflicts and more players and vehicles and all that i don't know the other thing that uh that kind of caught my attention is we don't have any more of the stupid rivalry we had in halo 5 thank god I, I actually, I actually kind of liked it. I didn't think that they did it amazing. Somebody, I actually kind of liked. Somebody explain what rivalry is because I haven't played Halo Five. You know what, AJ? Why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of the timeline of Halo? I'm sorry. Could you you? uh, So Halo Five. If I were to boil it down in a nutshell, it's. Unnecessary drama, Lock, Spartan Lock versus Master Chief. That is basically the game. Okay. And then you have the added. Uh, are you going to play it? Uh, yeah, I'll play it, but you can spoil it. Okay, a so bit. I won't yes. say what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do want to play them because they're all available. Um, uh, the Master Chief Collection and Halo 5 are all available on Game Pass and whatnot and through other various means. Go ahead. Yeah. So, unnecessary drama, mm-hmm. A, <laughs> kind of far, at least to me, it was a far left, oh, look at the new villain. But it looks like they're, I mean, I don't want to say it looks like they've completely cast that off. And I wouldn't be surprised if it did make its way into this game. But it doesn't look like that's the focus as of the moment. So, 
uh, I'm good with that. Thank goodness. Yeah, see, um, I don't know. I actually like that angle. I, I, I kind of like it because I was, I, you know, I guess I had a little bit of fatigue of, um, you know, humans versus aliens, so to speak. So I kind of like the idea of there being another f- human faction to fight against. Um, so that's that's how I looked at it. You know, while I think that, like, I, I didn't like Locke's motivations and his stories and stuff like that or whatever, but I felt like... Um, that it was a decent angle to go with, so personally, but you know, to each his own. I know that that was a big gripe for a lot of people. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's still not getting it. No, sorry. All right, it's all good because my opinion. What else do you think? What 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 else did you? What else do you? Uh, did my you? My other nuggets did you find five? In what the no, no, no. We're talking about infinite. Do? We're talking about infinite. Oh, infinite. <laughs> okay. Halo so we're, we're done with Halo 5. All right. Halo 5 is done. Good. Yeah. What the other thing that I think this is probably my last point with uh, Halo 5, uh, the good things that Halo Infinite brings to the table. What's the name of the new character they've introduced? Um, the guy? Yeah, the guy. I have no idea. The guy. Okay. I don't think they mentioned it in the game. His name is the guy. I like, the, I like him. Guy. I like him so far. Halo does really good when it has its little buddy comedy in there. Like, you oh, know, was Chief and Cortana. Occasionally you had Johnson. I, I kind of like this guy as a, as, a, as the, I don't want to say the new Cortana, but obviously Chief always has someone backing him up. So it's nice to see yeah. that that's broken. To me, it, it still kind of remains to be seen. To me, he kind of reminds me of the operator in The Matrix, you know? Kind of like the guy that's like, you know, at the helm, but he's always worried and, you know, like doesn't really want to jump into the fray, but he does what he's told. Q and James Bond, like something like that. Yeah. Some sort of like. Well, the, the Punisher. His punish the sidekick. I can't remember his name. Charlie and Charlie thing. Yeah, I understand that. It's just I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm gonna miss Cortana quite a bit. Well, she was in the the demo for a quick minute, wasn't she? She was. Didn't it? Didn't it sound like it at the very beginning? No. When they were rebuilding. No, I don't. Or, or that was I don't think that that was. That Cortana. Was I, I think that was just another. Just I think an that AI. Was just another female. Yeah. That or. I. Oh wait, we don't. No, because it, do you remember? Did you see? The I was teaser also going to say the announced? what the teaser trailer, the original like teaser trailer for Infinite. There was a like a woman speaking. Like I don't know who it was, but it was like like a scientist. I think I was going to say it could voice. be Doctor Halsey. Oh yeah, it could be Doctor Halsey. I forgot about Halsey. Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, they didn't kill her off in five. At least I don't remember them doing that. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that either. So, like, I know she nothing. Nothing super dramatic happened at five, if I remember correctly. I don't know. There were a couple quote unquote super dramatic things that happened in Halo Five. Dramatic, yes, but not like dramatic. Like, hey, main character from like the last five games are going to kill you off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now I'm going to go into. What I don't the like. things you hate because <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I thought right. that's what we were already. To be honest with you, we're we're starting at the eleven minute point. Um, tune in in forty minutes for the rest of the stuff. 
Go for it. So what tell I us, don't tell like, us what don't you like? I don't like the way it looks so far. I like that, like you said earlier in the podcast, or, oh, no, you didn't say it. Oh, shoot. I'm remembering things different. Well, it's fine. No, it's all good. Oh, we God. had a discussion. We were, we were obviously um, talking about this as we were we setting yeah, up. So. I was going to say that. Beforehand, before we got on the podcast, you mentioned that they're kind of going back to the old style of Halo missions and that what we saw in the trailer was very reminiscent of the very first mission in Combat Evolved. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, but... As much as I like that, when you actually get out there and look at it, it doesn't look very good. No. It's not. It's underwhelming. Not only... It's underwhelming. Not even that. It kind of looks like there's just too much going on in there. Like I don't even think that in is either because when you look at like like some of the recent games and some games we're going to talk about later, where you have like Ghost of Tsushima, where the particle effects are insane and there's leaves falling off of every tree and like dust kicking out up from every field, the amount of stuff that's going on in Halo Infinite and in the world of Halo Infinite. Again, it's unfinished, so I want to be fair to that aspect of it. It's not a complete build of the game, but some of the complaints that have been leveled against it online are that it looks flat. It doesn't look very expansive, and the graphics, yeah, they don't look very advanced for an Xbox Series X game. I think it's partially because like cost is getting prohibitive some of these games i think i read somewhere recently that the last of us part two cost almost 100 million dollars to make for a video game you know that's that's movie production cost so it's probably getting really expensive for them to set up games with really impressive graphics and details and all that and hiring the amount of developers they need to make it as good as they can and it's a new system so there's a few things that are fair fair reasons for why it wouldn't look that impressive we just saw a PlayStation 5 event where some of the games looked a little more polished, a little more impressive. And if Xbox wants to reverse the console wars, which they suffered pretty greatly in the last generation, they still made money, but PlayStation, Sony made a lot more money on consoles and sold almost double the amount of consoles. So if they want to reverse it, this is well, just showing for their flagship game. Well, just to, just to bounce off of that... Um, I don't. I don't know if you've seen this, but the the marketing general manager for Xbox Games, Aaron Greenberg, mm-hmm. he did say in an interview that um, this is still a work in progress. He mm-hmm. he and I and I quote. He says, "What you're seeing today, and I can tell you because we're build check-ins every week, um, and they make progress week after week. Is is so now between now and holiday, mm-hmm. it's just going to get better and better." Now they shouldn't have shown the thing about play. it. They shouldn't have shown gameplay. Exactly. It's that's that's like what I'm saying. Other Halo trailers. Right. And and that's I think that's that's where I was going with this because you know what? If you're going to if you're going to put that as your centerpiece of this showcase and you show it first and you acknowledge that it's a work in progress, at the very least, put a disclaimer somewhere where it says this is a work in progress, because now you have millions of gamers out there who are already criticizing the fact that Halo Infinite is not up to snuff, especially when you consider that the Xbox is supposed to be the more powerful of the two consoles. And if you're going to take your tentpole game, which is Halo for for Microsoft, and this is what you show at at an Xbox 
game showcase, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why you would do that because I think that's a major fail on their part marketing-wise yeah. because you're showing a less-than product and not telling people that it's a less-than product. Tell, you tell have to wait until afterwards. Think about, like, some of the other, the previous Halo marketing commercials where it hasn't, it hasn't been any gameplay. Like, the iconic Halo 3 trailer where he's walking out of out of the like the the dust in the desert and then other trailers where it's it's not even computer animation it's i think it was like like uh figurines or something like that you guys remember that? yeah and you've had the, you've had the live action trailers also you know show that you know yeah there was more yeah exactly they, they had that live action trailer as well they could have done something like that to hype it up and still come out on top instead of showing uh not even looks like 90% product and if this is if this is almost finished on graphics then then that kind of signals trouble in my opinion i mean so obviously everything always comes down to gameplay most most importantly yes. you know more than anything so i think that like the to an extent though the, you're talking about a next gen no of course to an extent right 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 and and i understand that and i think that like and i think when when we were done watching the showcase cuz we were all kind of remotely watching it together mm-hmm. When we were done watching the showcase, I did say that I think someone at Microsoft marketing might get fired yeah. or demoted or something mm-hmm. because I don't think that like it. I doubt that they're going to put out a bad product in Halo. I mean, you know what I mean? even Halo Five awesome. being the the graphics are just a little. So far. I, the graphics haven't always. Well, been that's what I'm saying though. Of Halo, though. They, they have yeah, been. The game looks fine. The, the game looks fun when you when you look at it. Um, it's right. Just, right now we're nitpicking at graphics, Open but you know, ultimately awesome. the game is going to be decided on whether it's fun or not. Right? I want to play co-op with Walt and like and AJ. Like, if there's a co-op open world aspect to it, like I'm so on board. Remember how much fun we have. Right. So, so there's good. But this is what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying to say that I think that like, you know, uh, like I have, you know, they've given us enough between all the Halo 5s, Halo Reach and, you know, ODST, where even Halo 5 being the the weakest entry out of the entire series, um, not made by Bungie, it was still, I think, a good product from the sense of, you know, textures, gameplay, the multiplayer, everything all around. So I doubt that they're going to give us something that's going to be lackluster in those areas. I think they just, it really wasn't ready to show, you know, and I think that they made the mistake of showing, you know, but that being set aside, my personal opinions are, I, 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 I'm the misgivings of the graphics. To me, it's not that important. Of course, I don't want crappy, crappy graphics. I, I wouldn't say that the graphics are, crappy in in total i would say that they are subpar compared to today's you know video games and stuff like that but i wouldn't necessarily call them graphic like crappy simply because you do see a lot of a lot of objects on the screen at the same time a lot of stuff going on at the same time um so while the graphics pale in comparison to some of the games that we played as very especially the last of us 2 uh which i think graphically is probably the 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 most I would say the best looking game, but I'll be I'll be you know, fair I'll, too. That's know. not an open world game, so like that's that's, that's what I was gonna about. say. That's that's kind of the difference that everything like in, in everything in, in, in games like know, that goes to Tsushima. Like I said, the amount of detail in those games, and there's you know what it is to me, it's, right? It's not but, consistent detail in Halo. 
And maybe that's a not yet situation. Right. But like there needs to be that's again, that's that's understandable, but but again, like we're comparing like apples to oranges because there's not as much going on in uh Ghost of Tsushima or Red Dead Redemption as there is in a in in a Halo campaign game, in a first person shooter game. You know, there's so much there's more. There's a lot going on in some of I've I've passed uh Act One. I'm probably one of the furthest into the game. And there, there's some combat where you're facing off against a lot of dudes in, you know, a small village or castle with a lot of smoke, particle effects, you know, leaves falling. From, like, all of the, the extra detail that kind of exists in the background of Ghost of Tsushima is still there. And there's a decent amount going on in Halo, but we didn't see, like, a lot, a lot going on. We didn't see, like really large-scale battles. We saw smaller-scale battles with, with mass... But again, remember that the entire world of Halo, whatever you can whatever you can actually see on your screen, you can go to. So all that stuff is, is being rendered real-time as well. So that's, like, you know, some of the issues, like, again, I'm not trying to, like, excuse them. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, I guess... I guess for me, I'm reserving judgment, you know? Like, I'm still going to buy, buy a Series X for Halo, just because playing Halo is so different from playing any other first-person shooter. Can I can I talk a little bit about that though? Sure, absolutely. That's what the podcast because, is about. <laughs> this is going to be this is not going to be specific to Halo, but I think this is this is a reason why I I felt that this event was a little underwhelming, and it it um it actually made the case that you know. I'm probably if there's a if there's a console that I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get the PlayStation 5 before I get the Xbox Series X. And the reason I say that is that you know, not just with Halo itself, but with all the other games, they're very they're very underwhelmed. There's nothing there that excited me. I I thought the the game showcase was fine, but here's the sticking point that I have that makes me say that I'm probably getting the PlayStation before I get the Xbox. And when and this is something that we've already known. And at the time, I thought it was a great thing for them to do. But now that I've seen this event, I think what they've done is they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because every single game that they showed off at this showcase, you can play it on the Xbox one. There is no reason right now for you to go and run out and pre-order an Xbox Series X if your goal is to play these games because every single one of these games you will be able to play right. on your existing right hardware. Now, also, and for that like reason alone... Except for Halo Infinite, right now yeah, you can play every one of them. Yeah, games. for that reason alone, the Xbox Series X is not a must-buy for me this year because right. why, why the hell am I going to prepay on a premium to get a new console when the console that I have already does the exact same thing. Now, maybe it's not as shiny and, and, and pretty as it would be on the Series X. But at the end of the day, what we're discussing right now is how graphics really is not going to matter too much as long as the gameplay is fine. Well, I can do the same thing right now on this Xbox One. Why right. am I so, going to go again, pay five, $600 for a Series X? You know what this I mean? actually this, this actually goes to the point that I was uh, that I wanted to make next. Before we go into the rest of the games on the uh, list, this is something that I felt like I wanted to make as a point regarding the marketing of Microsoft because 
this I don't think this was billed as an Xbox Series X event. This was Xbox Games Showcase. And I think they made a huge a mistake bail, in that that's a, they made a huge mistake in letting the expectation be a showcase of Xbox Series X games because clearly this wasn't an Xbox Series X games showcase. This should have been billed as the Game Pass showcase for games that you're going to be able to play again, as but, I mentioned, but, right here, right yeah, now on well, Xbox hold on, One. Hold on, hold on. Hey, because if that's the, hold on, hold on, hey, if that's hey. the expectation that was set, then we wouldn't have been going into the event waiting to compare it to Sony's event. But, that, but, that, but you also have to remember, though, when when they were showing off these things, they kept on focusing on this is a console launch game. Well, hold on. That, that's not even. So it was a series in, in a sense. It was a series X event because every single whenever they showed a gameplay trailer, they made the focus that this is going to be console exclusive. This is right. Going to be they, they did that. World they did that for all the games, event. but not yeah, wait, all wait, the wait, games. Wait, wait, right. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me make a point here because that's that's not even an issue necessarily with these being console launch exclusives or whatever the designation is. It's it's Microsoft's overall marketing strategy is that you can play all of their games on all of their hardware and all their systems, including including Windows. So that's more of an issue with they have to kind of honor that you even with xbox series x games they have to honor the fact and also the the smart delivery all these things that they're promising they have to honor those so that's kind of part of the reason why you have all these games already being out and already being on right that's right and 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 again that's what i'm saying that like it's a marketing issue because they they should have set better expectations or at least even call it something different because you know, one of the articles that I, that I read, I think it was also from, was it from Eurogamer or Wired? Not sure. I think we all read the same one also. The, the one regarding, um, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I read this on Polygon. They made a really good observation, which is like, even though the event was really overwhelming, they created something or creating an ecosystem that's going to change uh, gaming forever. Potentially, if they are, if, if what they're, what they signaled with this event is what they're, intentions and plans are which is you know the game well yeah the netflix of gaming you know ten dollars a month and play every single game in the library that actually is quite huge but that's what i'm saying they 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 dropped the ball in in the design of this event to be honest with you this is you know because clearly when they're going to have they're going to have a separate event to showcase the actual series x to showcase the power of the series x to showcase all the new features that's going to come, as well as showcasing the third-party, the third-party games that they didn't. So, in my opinion, I almost feel like this event shouldn't have happened until they did that first. You know, if they wanted to whet the appetite, they did it very poorly. And you want to talk about? You know what? They, what they probably should have done? They should have probably just focused on a couple of games. You know, in, instead of doing this whole thing where you're you're showing like twenty-five to thirty games when and quite quite frankly, some of them I really don't care about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. you, you had the Halo game, you had the Fable game, and, and things of that nature, which are exciting onto themselves. But, you know, a, a, another one that they showed was Destiny 2. Destiny 2 is about two or three years old. Who cares about that? that. You know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're talking about People a new console, and the best you can do is bring Destiny 2 to the table? I mean, again. You know, this is why I say that I don't think that like they even intended to be talking about a new console. No, no, I know. Like, they didn't and even, I get, you know, and I 
you know, and there's a part of me that understands what their strategy is because I think what Microsoft Microsoft's ultimate goal is to step away from hardware and do what they do best, which is services, which is cloud, which is cloud gaming and things of that nature. The Netflix of gaming. But you know what? You didn't get any any sense of that in this thing. And like I said, like you said also, it's it's a marketing fail on their part. And yeah. it's yeah. the worst kind because you already had PlayStation dominate the last generation. The mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is to have your base underwhelmed by what's coming and you know for a fact that there are people who maybe are on the fence between getting a PlayStation and an Xbox, and they saw that event on Thursday, and they're like, you know what? I didn't see anything. Not for nothing. PlayStation, the PlayStation games that they showed were more exciting to me than the Xbox games right now. Not by much. Actually, um, I kind of, I kind of want to. Right, not by much though. I'm kind of. I do want to hear from that. Eli. What's up? I, I'm kind of iffy on that because um, really, really um, all of the games were underwhelming. Not just Xbox One X, but even PS um the PS Five, right? Yeah, yeah, because you would expect <laughs> a lot more from these games. Like we're we're hearing of games that what that aren't really known throughout. They're trying to bring out new games. Yeah. Like sort of like like what was the what was the one that we thought looked really cool that was Hellblade Two right Hellblade Two yeah they did not show one single thing because that game is still in development they didn't show anything except for a guy talking about them working on Hellblade Two yeah how does that excite me I want to see the thing the I don't want to see the guy talking about the development cycle on on a game mm-hmm. Hellblade Two looks in theory like a good game. I saw none of that. Yeah, like they're they're not really they need to step up their game and showing showing off the games because they're showing off like somewhat kind of newer games like Avowed was one of them that we saw. Avowed yeah. Was yeah. They're, they're trying, you have you have other games that you can show. And and expanding on Walt's idea, um you're showing more games. Um, you're showing more games, but what we want is not quantity, more quality in games, especially the graphics, which should have been really, really much better than the original graphics, which you can see in Halo Infinite. It's not as well as Halo Anniversary, which looked very well, as AJ pointed out to me before. You could you could see the texture in their faces. You can almost see more emotion in their faces than... Halo Infinite, which is yeah. something that I didn't like in Halo Infinite. Other than the so lighting, they really need to. Other than the lighting in Halo Infinite, you could probably pull most of that off on an Xbox One X. You don't need an Xbox Series X. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Again, I think it's like they, we we all agree that it was an underwhelming showing all around, top to bottom. No, because even even the Fable announcement. There was no gameplay, yeah. you know, so it's like Fable could have kind of picked it up a little, but they showed that they, all they did was give us like a little, a super tiny teaser trailer to Fable. You know what they, um, yeah, they, they pulled so, the, an, an Apple, you know, one that, that, that thing that Steve Jobs was famous for. Oh, by yeah. the way, we have one more thing. One more and thing. And then yeah. they dropped the ball on that, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, this is like one of the, this is, this, this could actually be studied as, a what not to do from a marketing perspective. Well, I don't think either company did that great. I mean, here's how I look at it because 
No, you're you're absolutely it. right. They didn't. Well, hold on. Like like part part of what we talked about a few weeks ago when we talked about the the PlayStation Five event was kind of how both systems were underwhelming, and we were waiting to see how Xbox would respond. And Xbox did not respond in a really strong way. I think we all agree about that. And we'll talk about some of the other games yeah. that are coming out. And I don't want to completely like crap on all of the stuff that we saw because there's some games that look like they're going to be really fun. Like Halo Infinite looks like it's going to be really fun. But here's right. the thing. Here's the thing that's that's that to me puts it in perspective because the best thing that we have seen graphically from either of these systems so far is that PS5 tech demo that they showed before they even showed the games. You guys remember that where it's not even a game. They just showed they just showed this tech demo to show off how fantastic and powerful their solid state drive technology no i i think that is a game i, I forgot what the name of the game no, is it's not the game it's not a that game is, that is, it's a tech demo I, I, you, are you talking about the one where where the the that little sprite is flying through a canyon or whatever yeah that's not a game that's not a game i checked i've checked uh, it over and over are you sure about that yeah it's a tech demo i'm certain about that We'll have to get back to you guys on that we'll, one. We'll get back to you but, on that yeah. one. Like, that's the best-looking thing we've seen so far. And even if it is a game, we haven't seen any more of it. And if, again, like, if that one tech demo, and of course it's a tech demo that's supposed to show off the power of the graphics, but if there's no game that even comes close to that, then that is underwhelming on the part of both systems. And I think that's kind of the big issue with me yeah but keep this in mind though tech demos tech demos are generally going to look better than any of their own games also tech demos better though a lot better right no i understand but i like a tech demo is is like a concept car right like they can create the concept car but they'll never bring it to production because it'll cost i get get your point production standpoint but i understand i understand what you're saying yeah to um put to put what i said before into better words Mm -hmm. what i was trying to say was Basically, what the marketing the marketing strategy was done wrong, as you guys were saying. But what they could what they should have done was not show off the newer games that we've like never really heard of because they're uh, world premiere. But show off the games that pl- players or gamers have been um expi- excited for for like a while. Like Halo Infinite, they showed that off. But then you have Hellblade, which I know that a lot of people have. I think I think people have seen that before. It wasn't the world premiere where they didn't. Yeah, that was they didn't like, right. There was nothing unexpected oh, yeah. necessarily. It was one of the previous ones. Yeah. So real real quick, why don't we why don't we go around and each name like maybe one game that you guys were impressed with or or you know like that intrigued you? Um, I mean, me personally, I'm super super excited for um, you know a new Fantasy Star Online. Uh, that I'm totally excited about, and I'll second you know, that. I kind of, I'll second that. yeah, I want to kind of jump in on that. Um, yeah, it looks great. You know, remarkably though, it looks very similar to Halo Infinite graphics as far as like the quality goes. It's uh, a much faster but, game though, so I give it a yeah, it's a much faster game, and yeah, bit. and fin- and Fantasy Star Online has always been a little bit more you know, I guess generic in their landscaping and design and stuff like that. But it's t- it's a ton of fun. I haven't played Fantasy Star Online since, uh, I think, Dreamcast? Yeah. Well, I've had the sec- I have the second one, and I've only, da- like, dabbled in it. But we've been... Yeah, like, I wanted to, but I didn't, you know, I didn't jump in and stuff like that. But now that I'm kind of back into video gaming game, you know, mode, um, I'm totally in on, on playing... 
on on checking out Fantasy Star Online too. What what about uh, uh Jose and anything else that like uh you you thought that um that was cool from the uh, other games? Well, there were a few that I thought, in spite of like the negativity that we've kind of. Uh, yeah, I know that's way. why I wanted to like because there was a lot of good stuff. <laughs> there, there was a lot. There, I thought that there was good stuff, not great, but good. There's like just like quick mentions, like one other game besides Fantasy Star Warhammer looked good, but the game that looked yeah the, really interesting to me because we all I think we all said the same thing when we were watching the reveal together. We were chatting, and no, I, I said this, and I think everybody else got the same vibe. The medium looked kind of like a Silent Hill style game. Oh heck yeah! Oh man, the medium that does it look does good. look interesting. Like it could be, it could end up being like yeah. kind of a crappy, like choose your own adventure, like not very well executed uh, story style game. But it did look kind of creepy. It did look like it had kind of that very similar atmospheric fear that Silent Hill always excelled at, and that's why like a lot of us mm-hmm. like really enjoyed Silent Hill. So that was something that that stood out to me and the graphics look pretty impressive as well i do want to find out more about what they're talking about and why it's important that both remember they kind of said that both realities for the for that game were being rendered at the same time so it's kind of that silent hill dark reality where everything is kind of twisted weird walls and your character looks different and like they're yeah but we also got to see that like she clearly uh passes through i guess to like a future self of hers like an older version of herself yeah there's there's something to right. that. Yeah, it looks like she can bounce back and forth right yeah i want to yeah. see like what more to that if it's just like a gimmick or if there's something interesting to it like it reminds me a little bit of uh the soul reaver games and how that was kind of a cool mechanic in those games going between the world of the dead and the world of the living so to speak uh and i want to see if this game kind of pulls off something similar and interesting so that's kind of what i thought was cool what about you, Walt? Well, um, I, I was kind of intrigued with uh, the medium also. Um, like, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Silent Hill game. So once I saw that, you know, it was, it was instantly one of the things that perked my interest and stuff. Um, another game that seemed kind of interesting was Stalker 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to mention that one next, actually. That one looked yeah. pretty interesting too. Even though we didn't, did it have gameplay? I don't no, remember if it no had gameplay. gameplay. Just I don't, play. I don't think it did. Yeah, I think it might have. Been I, listen, I, footage, I didn't, but not gameplay. Yeah, I wasn't even aware that there was a stalker one to begin with. Um, <laughs> Heard of and I, I think even when when we were when we were chatting while we were watching this event, I was like, "There's a stalker one," you know. Well, it, um, it looked very similar to like The Last of Us, no? As far as like the the world, like kind of like obviously, you know. Everything is just run down and dark and, you know, very little, you know, people or civilization and stuff. This is what well, it reminded I'm, I'm me actually of. Curious. I'm actually curious to try the first game because apparently, um, you know, we're, I'm looking at the Wired website where we're kind of pulling the list of, of games here. And supposedly the first one takes place in Chernobyl. So, um, right. Yeah. So. I'm I'm probably gonna pick up the first one just to give it a, a once through just to see how good it is, but it it did look interesting, you know. Um, th- that's really I mean, you know, I I like the fact that Jack Black was there to give us a song on on one of the other games. I think it was Psychonauts. Yeah. You know, um, but you know I'm not gonna hold my hopes up just because Jack Black is in a game. You know, singing a song, 
Um, Psychonauts. Actually, real quick. Hold on, real quick. I'm actually reading the Wikipedia for for Stalker. And apparently the original Stalker, the first game of the series, the player takes on the role of an amnesiatic Stalker, referred to as the marked one, who is tasked with killing another Stalker named Streelock. During the course of the game, the protagonist uncovers clues, don't want to spoil anything, so blah, 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 blah. Very interesting fact, Shadow of Chernobyl, which is the first stalker, features seven endings. And these endings are dependent on, yeah, these endings are dependent on multiple factors such as money earned during the game, supporting certain factions, or how much the protagonist's memory was pieced together. See, now that's something that's interesting. And this this game came out in 2007. Wow, so this is a 13-year-old game? Yeah, so maybe that's why we maybe we just weren't in the loop that back then when this game came out. Um, whoever Do was fans of it, I'm it? sure that they're like, huh? Do they have a rating for uh, it? Let me go to Metacritic real quick. I've heard of the game, but I've never like actually reached out to try to. Dude, I, I have I've never heard of, heard of this game. You know? Oh, actually, so there's so there there's it's it's because it's a PC game, and that's what I thought. I remember seeing that on oh, discount on okay. uh, on on steam it's a uh, 82 for the first one 80 for the uh, ex- the second expansion and 75 for the third expansion well i guess i won't be revisiting that because i i don't play games on the pc so um I'll, but why not you guys you guys are on it you know Dude, bro i'll hook you up with steam i'll hook you up with yeah. just just like uh, you know what I'm i did a, i i just we are a, a pc less house over here Boot we camp. just we just do macbooks and Boot stuff camp, like bro. that you, you know what i mean you can da- i'm sure you and yeah. just like we can figure it out this game looks really interesting i'm super excited about this now yeah, just get it on steam dude. all right <laughs> xbox i'm hey, with listen it. There's a there's a positive thing out of this Xbox game showcase. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be revisiting a 13 year old game. Yay! <laughs> Yo, listen, awesome. don't don't get snappy with us, okay? <laughs> what about uh, all right, um, Eli? Uh, what uh, what 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 struck you the most? Like, what game got you the most intrigued? Or Which excited was the least the corny list? game? Of the entire, um, <laughs> I want to know, actually. I'd like to know what the corniest uh, game in your the corniest game and the least corny game. <laughs> the corniest game is probably um, Halo Infinite. Uh, yeah, Halo Infinite. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sorry. It. I knew it. Are you kidding me? I knew it, dude. The corniest game has to be. Oh, no, 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 no. Grounded. Like, uh, Honey, I shrunk yeah, honey, the I yeah, ground dude is corny as heck. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't mean to, like to the developers and everything. We're just poking. Yo, fun. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a yeah. dope movie. So maybe this is going to be like the best game of all of the launch games. You have no idea. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, can, can, I give a, can I give a shout out to the, the game that has the best name? What? Which one? Huh? Which one? Which one? Which that one? was pretty easy. That's the gunk, man. The gunk? You got to you got to get the gunk. See the gunk. Come on, bro. The graphics look kind of I mean cool seriously. That game, though. Yeah, the, the gunk look good. The graphics oh, that's what good. I'm saying. You go, go get the gunk. Uh, Hashtag Eli, go get the gunk, man. Which but, is the Anyway, um one of the games that was very interesting to me was Warhammer 40K. Yeah. It it was a very short preview, but oh, it, Dark Tide. Yeah, Dark <laughs> Yeah, it's called Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Somehow. Oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, it really reminded me. Well, 
somewhat reminded me of Dead Space and a little bit of Doom. I don't know why, but it, it had the spook factor, which was one of the thing that one of the things that perked my interest. I can't really say much since it was such a short preview, but <laughs> the graphics look good, I guess, and um, yeah, it was very spooky. Haven't yet. Yeah. Warhammer's pretty cool. It reminded me of uh, is it Prey? Or no, that's not the game. Black. It reminded oh, me of Black. But dude, that shooting game? Black? I think Walt was talking about that. Black was the one where you can shoot everything, right? And yeah, there was the one with the horror elements as well, wasn't it? No, I, you, I, oh, dude, I no, think... Uh, I don't think Black no. did. Oh, you're, I think you're talking Prey. about... The like, it was kind of like the grudge where like like a little girl would like kind of like come on screen out of yeah. nowhere. What game was that? Yeah, isn't that Prey? Was that Isn't Prey? That Prey. That was the, Prey was the game Prey. where you were the were the Native American dude, I think, which was totally different. I don't know. I think it was Black. No, it's no. not Black because Black Black was straight up. That was a PS. I think that was a PS2 game, and that was the one where you are you are this military guy, and the claim to fame for Black was that you could shoot anything, like you could shoot through walls. You can shoot. You know that was that was the thing. That was that didn't have any horror elements. Yeah, I don't remember so. which one it is, but. That's the, that 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 horror. I remember which one though. That, that other one had like uh like like uh, bullet time also, yeah. right? So yeah. Oh, was that it game, fear? Yes. Fear. I think it was fear. It was fear. It was fear. That game scared the crap out of me. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Those are the kind of the vibes that, that game Warhammer a little bit. Yeah. So uh, let's let's see what AJ's excited about. He's probably excited about Tetris. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm sounding really negative. I, I thought the, the event was fine, but Tetris? Come on. I mean, Tetris. You guys kind of said all of them already, <laughs> to be honest. You had, yeah. mm, well, out of the ones that we said, which um, the most? Is there a runner For up? me, it's just Dark Tide and the other one, the Medium. And then, what about the the one the one that was like the uh, the Skyrim ripoff? Uh, which one was that, that one? That one was, I think it was Avowed. Well, oh, is that what it was? It's made by a. Oh, the one where it looked like a Balrog was about to walk out into this into the. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah, that one looks that one looks okay. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the better ones. And of course, yeah, you know, cool. like still Bowers holding out for Halo. <laughs> Uh, I don't know though. Have faith. New, have faith. Have faith in the, the forerunner. New Tartarus 2.0 isn't really doing it for me. <sighs> Gosh. Okay. Is that the end? Of, is is that the end of our uh, showcase discussion? Yeah, I think, I think we should up. move on. You know, I, yeah. I think uh, I think it was an okay event. You know, despite all my negativity, you know, I, I think it was an okay event, but it just. Like I said, it didn't make the case for me to run out and get a new Xbox. If anything, the console that I'm going to be going for, if I get any, would be the PS5 right now. I'm because, telling you, again, wait. No, no, no. Listen, there. I understand that later on there's going to be a case for the Series X. But I think, like you said before, and I think like everybody here has said, this is a big marketing fail because they had to come out on this event with full game, full guns blazing, yeah. because they're yeah. trying to to get back, you know, the the console wars. They're trying to take back the lead, and you have such a powerful console, and you showed none of 
none of what it could do on this event. What about? And if you're going to say that it's just about the games and not the 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 console, then you should have said it straight up. This is just game. These are not games that are specific just to the Series X. Or you could have framed this as as saying that this is an Xbox Game Pass event, and exactly. that I could have been like that. I could have I could have gotten with you know what I'm saying. That's but I think the big is by not setting the expectations. Yeah, exactly. So you know, to me, it's it's just like you know, it was okay, but nothing there is going to really get me excited for the new Xbox. Not even it, there really right. isn't. Even, I understand I later on. Later on during the console development, they are going to get better in terms of, you know, managing the architecture of the game to output some awesome games. But that's not what they needed right now. They needed that big smoking gun that was going to say, hey, guys, Microsoft is back. And I didn't get any of that. Not even. Not yeah. Even tell me yeah. why. Tell me why. The game. The game. Tell me why. <laughs> Dude, that, that looked like a CW game. Well, you know it what? Really you know, okay, so I was not, not say, you know what was interesting about that game to me is that actually graphically, that's one of the best games you'll see, except for the character animations. It's, it's actually I, I, one of the best ones graphically on Xbox Series X that you see in this in this game show. That's kind of weird that that. Listen, I. Yeah, I, I will say this about that game. I appreciate the fact that they're trying to do a story narrative because honestly, as I was watching the trailer, it really felt like I was watching a trailer to a TV show rather than a game. Yeah, no, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm mostly I, joking. I do appreciate that aspect, but there was there were some, but it still felt like CW. There were some bre- impressive graphical effects in that game of all games. But like I said, I, don't, I just yeah. don't think that they did really good motion capture. I mean. You know, if they had just said that this is the Xbox One uh, game showcase, then it would have made more sense. Clearly, because all the games are Xbox One games that will also play on the Xbox Series X. That would have made more sense also. So I look at it from that purview. Um, but again, I think, well, I think, we all opinion. I think that like they just that it's not it's not the event that they needed right now. And, and you know what? I, I, I kind of disagree a little bit. And and I, I I do agree with the fact that they shouldn't have built it. They should have built it as a Game Pass event because apparently all these games right, are going to yeah. be available yeah. on Game Pass the the day that it launches. They are available. So right. I, I think they should have leaned into that a little bit more and said, "Hey, you know, we're moving away from you know physical games. We, this is a Game Pass. Every single game that we're showcasing here, you can play on the Game Pass day one." Which is That's also like something. their main strategy too, because when you consider the fact that like they've been on a, a shopping spree of game developers over the last few years, it's specifically for this, so that they can pump out games on a regular basis, even if they're mediocre and not AAA games, for the people that are going to be paying $10 a month and need new games to play on a, on a monthly basis, weekly basis, whatever it is, you need to have enough content that's not that AAA game you know, expense, you know what I mean? Listen. So. I, I also it, it wonder if they did it wrong. I'm sorry. I also that. wonder if the pandemic has something to do with this. Also, I'm pretty sure it does. You I know, don't think so. Because, no, because I know. I've, I've spoken to a lot of people in the industry, and they say that like it hasn't really. Simply because, you know, the only thing that has changed is really their. They thought that it might have had an issue with development, but it, it turns out that it didn't because 
you know, for the most part, developers work on in front of their computer in an office 80 hours a week. And because of crunch and all other elements and factors, they don't actually do a lot of socializing and stuff like that. So, you know, them moving to a home office, they're they're still able to produce the same the same work. So it hasn't really affected them as much. If anything, some have said that like they've been able to be a little bit more efficient because of it. Yeah, so, didn't, didn't uh, Sony well, say don't they you were lose gonna... a little bit of a collaboration? Well, didn't Sony say they were going to manufacture Maybe. more systems also for for the PS Five recently? Like I don't think that business is suffering. No, no. But I, no, but, but I, I think, think it's collaboratively, not not so much because the thing is that most collaboration, even within the studio, happens for the most part um, through through uh, um, asset delivery oh. between departments, and that's gotcha. all done through their cloud and stuff. The only real collaboration happens at the, for the most part, you know, when they have like meetings between art, you know, department, and executive department, producing and stuff like that, story development. But those things still happen nowadays, you know, through Zoom and those meetings don't happen on a regular basis when it comes to actual development and production. Those things happen generally on a like every two weeks they'll have like a, you know, iterative meeting to work on, like, what's the next two weeks of work going to look like? What's the, uh, you know, you know, the focus of the next two weeks, so so to speak, when it comes to uh, delivery and stuff. So but anyway, I think. The end of uh, the showcase, and but before we move on to Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, <laughs> you know, if you guys, if 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 you guys have a moment, you know, while you guys are listening, take a take a moment to uh, you know rate us, subscribe, you know, follow us wherever you can. It it, it goes a, a long way towards um, you know helping us out, helping us grow our platform you know, and, and, and grow our podcast uh, as we, you know, do contests for you guys and, you know, giveaways and that sort of stuff and try to bring you the best content. So if you guys got a moment, go ahead and rate us on, you know, Apple, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that you can find us. Subscribe, download, share it with everybody. You know, share this episode with somebody you think you might be able to have a conversation with right after you're done. Um, it, we would really appreciate it. So, um. All right, Ghost of Tsushima. First impressions. I've only, I've I've only played a very small amount of the game. I thought that I was going to be able to play a lot more of it, uh, but uh, I have not. I think I've only played like two or three hours max. Um, it's any consolation, so, I haven't. I've just been a passive observer. Hey, I mean, look, like it's you're still part of it as. You know, you're still you're still able to uh, to 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 appreciate the game, right? Um, so, as an observer, what are your first impressions, AJ? Uh, so, I actually saw Eli play through the opening. Um, I gotta say that it's pretty interesting. I like how they did the. Uh, oh, I don't know if we're doing spoilers yet, but I like the way they do. The training system for the game, I thought that was pretty fun and interesting. And then, uh, I guess the villain looks pretty cool too. Historically, you know, yeah, love the yeah. Mongols, especially the Khans. They're great guys. The Kotal Khan. Uh, it's well, yeah. That that sounds like his name. Yeah, it's Kotal some. Khan. It's K Khan. I, I can never get his first name. Kotal Khan. Kotun. 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 Oh, okay. I, I, I gotta I gotta admit I also do like the villain in the game where 
it's not an outright villain where he's like an evil person necessarily. He's he's just on his side of of the the times, right? And that time during those times, it's about warmongering and conquering. And he's like, you know, he's he gives leeway, tries to be diplomatic here and there and stuff like that. He tries to yeah. be semi honorable and stuff like that, or at least recognize other people's honors so far in the game. He's just yeah. on the out of the same coin, you know? Um, I love, so I I love his that. introduction. Yes. I love, I love yeah. his introduction. It was awesome. It's better in Japanese yeah. <laughs> so far. I mean, the English version is, is pretty well done, but like... It's, I, it's I am going voice. to speak on that. I have, some, I have some things to say about that as well. Um, I can't wait to, to, to talk about a little bit about like uh, the, 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 the language and the accessibility oh, things so that they good. have and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, Walt. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I like like I said, I, I love the introduction of the 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 Khan character. Um, I I love that little speech where you know he's talking to Lord Shimura, and you know he's like you know you guys all you've been doing is uh, you know preparing for war, and he and he's you could tell that he's a different type of villain because he he goes and he's outright saying you know I've been studying you guys, I've been. I've been watching your culture, listening to your language, understanding, you know, your processes. That that to me yes. is is a different kind of villain than we're kind of used to, because this is like a thinking man villain, a thinking man's villain. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, not, he's a brute. He's he's <laughs> huge. He's you know he he can be vicious, but at the same time, you know, there's. You know, not he's not a tool. Yeah, he's cerebral about it. You know what I'm saying, and that's what I really he's appreciate. And now he's mm-hmm. He sounds like a student of Sun Tzu. You know, yeah, exactly. Art of War. He sounds like a student of Sun Tzu's Art of War. Um, yep. So I really appreciate that. Which they do mention the the book in the game. So mm-hmm. you know, I find that interesting that you mentioned that also. You know, mm. so well, you know that this was the game that I was really, really. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting for, you know, so yeah. This, this I had is... Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Jose had uh, the Last of Us Two, which I hope is the last of. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, and then you had Ghost of Tsushima. So <laughs> couldn't resist. Yeah, I couldn't help it, Jose. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to suppress the Last of Us Two trolling. As much as I can. I'm trying. I really am. We've already had our debate. It's not my fault that you're incorrect about your assessments on the game. I mean, it is what it is. But, okay, so (laughs) Ghost of Tsushima, I'm probably the furthest into it right now. uh, How far are you as far as uh, hours played? I don't know. It doesn't tell you how many hours you've played. But I would say probably 15 to 15 hours at least. Uh, maybe okay. 20. I don't know. Uh, I've gotten past the first act story wise and I'm, I'm not really chasing. I, I never really chase the story in open world games. I like to explore a lot. Um, but so far, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I have to compare it to one of my other favorites in a similar genre, which is the shadow of war Lord of the Rings game in in that, like, there's some there's some things about this game, Ghost of Tsushima, that I like better. I think the combat is fantastic. Uh, Moon Stance, FTW. That's the last... Well, that's the, the second to last stance that you get, apparently. There's the four stances that you get, and there's a hidden, quote-unquote, stance. Um, 
I am currently playing it with the Japanese language. I'm probably going to play it a couple other times already. I can tell that it's something that I can play, that I can definitely play over and over again just because the gameplay in terms of the combat is so fun that it's, it's, it's one of those games to me that even for some of its flaws, you can just jump into it and like kind of sandbox it. I don't know if you guys kind of understand what I mean when I say that, but like you could just jump in. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, you could jump in and you could just have like a fun combat encounter and try to do it a little bit differently than you did the last time. Because, uh, you know, the sword play is so good. Some of the weapons, the side weapons are pretty cool. I think the stealth is a big failing in this game, which is a little unfortunate. Uh, I think partially... I never use it. Well, it's partially because of, I think, the story that they were trying to tell about how it's like something between... Or something about the balance of honor between a samurai who... According yep. to the to the context of this game, which isn't apparently the reality of what a samurai would do, but according to the context of this game, like sneaking around is bad and dishonorable and all this other stuff. But like real life samurais didn't care. So I'm not finding that part of it compelling gameplay wise or necessarily story wise. Um, what I do love and kind of related to that that's a kind of a flip side of that is that there's a lot of detail in this game. And I definitely love games that have a lot of background details and uh, graphical details and, and, and things of that nature. One of the things in this game related to using more stealth combat is that the weather changes. So apparently if you use more stealth combat, there start uh, more storms like thunderstorms and things like that start to occur in your gameplay than like sunny skies or anything like that. So the more you use stealth, the more you see like that kind of weather event, which is, I guess it ties into stealth because, you know, there's fall gear. It's a little harder for the enemies to see you and all that. But like other than the combat, I don't want to say that the game is a, is a failure. Like We're not going to stick with negativity from our Xbox showcase event. I really like it. But I think that they could have done more with other aspects of the game that aren't the world building the exploration the combat um and i'll leave it to you guys to talk a little bit more about some of some of these aspects of the game but i do like how they take you out of the out of the gamey aspect gamified aspects of normal games and i think walt is is somebody that's been enjoying that quite a bit i definitely still stick to some of like my waypoints and my checking the map in the game and things like that but like walt you said you've been playing it a little bit differently than i have yeah, um, um, yeah. So no, go on, know, Walt. I want to hear. Yeah, it, it's interesting because this game, when when they first started development on it, this game was actually supposed to be about pirates. Um, which is which is really really weird. Yeah, when they first started making yeah. this game, this they they thought that they were going to go pirates. There's a video and I think, stuff, right? and somewhere along the line, they they shifted to samurai. Which thank God they did because oh. you know what? There's there's not a lot of samurai games out there. And there's not a lot of samurai games that are pretty much done the way that they've done it. You know, a lot of them is is kind of these, um, you know, these these games where you're you're mashing buttons and getting a hundred kills and two hundred kills and and things like that all at once and stuff. You know, yeah, the um, Destiny Warriors games, right? Exactly those type of games. There's not this. really been a hero, we a have samurai game like this. Game you know, I think. I, I think I always wanted Assassin's Creed to get into that space, and they just never did, you know. Um, 
and and in a way this kind of feels kind of assassin's creed like um yeah. i for me i i can i can i can recognize that there are flaws to this game you know like like i said i don't like the stealth aspect of the game at at all really I only use you know it when you I, have to. and maybe that's that's it Right and and right there when there the are story. times when you're forced to do it, yeah, you know, and then mm-hmm. that's when I'll do it. But you know, I I choose to play the game more in the quote unquote samurai way, where you're just facing up on on your characters as opposed to sneaking around and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's fine. Maybe that's why I I never see thunderstorms in my game, you know, because right. I'm always going straight up right at them, you know. I love the standoffs aspect of the game, mm-hmm. um, and when I start when I when I started the game, there was a part of me that was afraid that you know this is another game made by a Western you know company, and they were going to culturally appropriate the game. But the good thing about it, and I think Jose, you're the one that shared this, is that you know um, the Japanese have have you know taken this game and and they've really embraced it you know as a matter of fact i think um the uh one of the magazines famitsu actually gave it a 10 out of 10 which would make it the only only the third western game that's that's ever reached that pinnacle on on their their reviews and stuff so to me that that's a good thing you know i'm glad to hear it i'm playing the game right now you know just the basic way but once I am finished with it, I am gonna go back and I'm going to play with the Japanese language with the subs, and I want to play in the Kurosawa mode, which looks amazing. I've turned it on a couple of times to look at it, and it looks fantastic. You know, um, right? But I haven't really played. I played a lot of this game so far. I don't think I've gotten as far as Jose has, but. I've stayed away from the story missions. I've really been doing a lot of the mythic tales and the tales, those side quests, because the great thing about it, at least for me, is that those tales are kind of like mini stories into themselves, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which, which kind of, it's kind of a good thing because, you know, a lot of the complaints of these open world, open world games is that, you know, these side quests, these side missions, they're kind of, the same thing over and over again at least this one they tried to kind of fix that by providing a story along with it also yeah the missions are and similar so, but at least they make the the character it's kind of telling the story of the side characters of your like right exactly so that's what makes it much more interesting it makes it more engaging that way yeah even if it's the same like you know kind of you go and hack up a few more mongols somewhere else that's so fun that like if you put that together with the story that they're trying to tell there, it does work. I will agree with that. Yeah. So, one thing. One thing that I. I'm sorry, Gabe. I'm just going to make this one last. No, point. no, no. All good. Then, all good. And then I'm going to drop it to you. Um, the game looks beautiful, but I will say this: there, there is a part of me that does not like the animation of the faces and the facial expressions of the characters. Um, they they seem kind of emotionless, um, and they, they, there's not a lot of movement going on, you know. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way. 
for a game that's so beautiful, I would I would have thought to have expected to see a little bit more emphasis on the facial expressions of the characters. And to me, they kind of felt wooden. I don't know if you guys agree on that. So, um, so I do actually kind of agree on that. And I think that uh, I mentioned this, I think, in the uh, group chat as well before that um, one of the criticisms that I have with the, I guess, I don't want to say the cutscenes specifically, but like, you know, oh yeah, I guess it. You know the smaller cutscenes, not the ones that are that are pre-rendered, but the ones that are kind of in-game cutscenes in between gameplay and stuff. Um, you have this lush, beautiful environment, you know, all around. They they use it too because in the little cutscenes, they'll take a you know a wide angle of the camera and slowly pan away. But then the characters themselves, they're literally just looking at each other and talking and just standing there. There's no body language to read off of. There's no emotion mm-hmm. in, in the way that they move and stuff. So. If he's sad, he's just still standing there. If he's angry, he's just still standing there. There's yeah. no like representation of like emotion in the body, and I think that that might be what you might be referring to when it comes to like they look wooden, you know, because they are yeah, literally yeah. like kind of like on stilts, you know, like just standing there and talking to each other, which is uh is a big departure from like what what again from The Last of Us Two, where like every single cutscene. You know, there there was motion, you know, like they're they're talking on the go. They're, you know, doing an activity while they're talking to whoever else is in the cutscene and so on. And that stuff is important because that's a little bit more realistic yeah. to how, you know, real, uh, I guess, uh, scenes in a movie or a TV show would be depicted. Because this is still a, a, a an entertainment medium and we got to kind of compare it to, to a film, let's say. Especially a game that is trying to... Uh, emulate, you know, the Kurosawa films, right? You can tell they didn't. Um, yeah. Hey, Gabe, can I ask a question of you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you did, you did mention the cutscenes, and and that's that's another little nitpick that I had, because it seems like some of those cutscenes, especially the way that they've they framed the whole thing about how there's really no load times, um, that you know, basically when you are reading, they they extended the load times specifically so that you could read those little tips on there because according to them there's no load times right so okay. the thing about it is with the with the cutscenes they seem very jarring because like i i would tend to think that given the way that they've they've done it and the fact that you know like you said the characters wouldn't wouldn't you think that you would have a seamless transition from where you are into that cutscene as opposed to you get right. to the you wait for the person, then the screen goes black, and then you go into this like sixteen by nine version of the thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt very um, jarring to me, also. That that does feel jarring, um, but I kind of take it in the context of like it, they they want to separate gameplay from film. You know, they kind of want to represent film, I guess, in those cutscenes, or or at least the film style. And um, it's jarring. It certainly is jarring. Um, but I, I, I've gotten used to it kind of pretty quickly, especially because, you know, when it came to the gameplay, I wanted to try out the different languages and the Kurosawa mode and stuff like that. And I will say that I played, I would say, like about the first hour and a half in just English mode. Um, and it just it just didn't feel it felt very off, felt like yeah. The the way that um, gosh, what uh, Sakai is the name of the main character? Yeah, Lord Sakai. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so the the way that the voice is being portrayed almost seems like somebody very green, very green around the gills, like not very well versed in in, in the world as as far as like how he's speaking. He sounds very naive. However, when I listen to it in Japanese, his voice inflection and his reactions feel so much more natural to someone that is a lord, that is a warrior, that is you know looking to to take back control and. Um, as much as I hate like playing a video game and then reading subtitles just because I want to enjoy the actual scene, the environment, everything, and not be looking down at the bottom of the screen, it definitely feels a lot better and more natural when I'm playing the game in Japanese. Yep. So currently, um, I am playing it in English just to kind of give it a fair shake, but I know that I'm going to enjoy it much more in Japanese and in the Kurosawa mode too, which I gave it a shot as well. And it looked really awesome. So um, the other thing is, as far as my impressions go, uh, yeah, the, the, that's kind of one of, one of the things that I enjoyed that I enjoy about this game, especially because of some of the gripes that I had over the last game that we, we reviewed is, is the kind of the ability of being able to play two different ways. Right. So I am actually playing it more of a stealth kind of way, just because for me, it's the easier, it's, it's for me, it's the easier way to get through the game, and I want to kind of get through it, get the story and all that stuff. Um, and I know that I'm going to play it again a second time in Kurosawa mode in the true samurai way where he's going to, like, face everybody head on and not, like, uh, not be stealthy. Um, so it's going to be cool, I think, when I give it the second run through in the black and white grainy Kurosawa mode with the Japanese uh, um, audio and, and standing up everybody, you know. Like, I like the fact that I'm going to have a completely different experience the second time I played around. Um, I didn't know about the storm stuff, but that does kind of make sense already now that you mention it. And that's pretty cool. Um, and I also like the, the, the AJ mentioned the, the training, the way they do kind of like the training. It's usually a flashback so far. Everything has been a flashback to a younger self where he's being taught these lessons by his yeah. uncle, which, which, is, which is cool. It's a, it's a cool element um to, to the game and and again this goes back to to you know just the way that i felt like if you're going to tell a story with flashbacks like let the flashbacks be something uh that that really you know uh i guess you know amplifies the story right like if i'm like you know when he learns how to assassinate he does the assassination and you see him kind of like distraught questioning himself whatever it is then we go to a flashback and it explains why he's feeling that so that when you go back to the actual real-time gameplay now you understand why he feels a certain type of way you know and i, I kind of like that i like that because it, it the flashback isn't just there as a training mode the flashback is there to explain the state of mind of the of the character so um other than that though i will say that i think the ai is extremely weak for for a i'm playing it on normal difficulty and the ai is just it's super easy to get around the ai and like be stealthy and assassinate everybody with no like qualms and stuff without getting detected um you know it's just i don't know i feel like that's that's it's it's pretty weak especially when what makes it weak to me um again comparing it to the last of us 2 what makes it weak is that the the routes that the ai take 
are very like straightforward angles and like they like don't deviate they don't really notice anything they look blocky they look like just you know it reminds me of metal gear solid you know soldiers if that makes sense right they would like you know walk in a straight line make a hard right 90 degree angle walk in a straight line look turn around and then walk in the exact same trajectory whereas in the last of us 2 it was a lot it felt a lot more randomized and they were looking at the ground and they were looking up and they would walk backwards and things like that you know so um i'm 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 a little disappointed with you know ai in this game simply because if you're going to have a game that looks as beautiful as this game which shows technical ability at its at, at its highest then everything else needs to on a technical ability uh, you know scale needs to kind of match that as well and for me that's the jarring part having really high technical ability with you know gameplay itself like you know movement and all that um environment architecture and then having ai all the way down here which shows me like oh man like yeah there's a clear stark difference it it, like separates you know the the experience for me so you know i'll i will say I'm, Um, i'm actually playing it on hard does not get much better in terms of AI at all. If really? You're on hard. And I'm playing it on hard. I'm also playing it on... Um, but you say you're not stealthing or anything I do, like that, But right? I do it sometimes because... So I do it for a couple of reasons. But I'll say, like, the other thing that I'm doing to make the game more difficult is Expert HUD, which with Expert HUD, you don't get... You know that little indicator that shows you where, uh, where enemies have noticed you? Like, it shows you an arrow, kind of. It turns that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. also turns off the uh, stagger meter and the stagger life meter. You know how when you you hit them a couple of times with your throw mm-hmm. attacks, mm-hmm. it turns that off. And even with all of those those things turned off, like stealth is really easy. The only reason that I do stealth at all, and I don't even have to do it anymore, is because when you when you use stealth at like a Mongol camp. If you observe mm-hmm. the Mongol general before you kill him, you get an extra point towards the different stances. So you know how when you kill him, you get a point, one single point? Right. If you observe him first, you can just watch him kind of doing like a kata or something like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you do that, you get a second point. So you get double points just by doing a quick stealth. I don't kill anybody either. I just stealthily like run around the base first, and I, I just observe the Mongol leader. And then I just right away I'll challenge him or I'll kill him like in full view. But that's the only reason to use stealth, right? But at all. See, yeah, but see, that's that's uh, as far as like when you're speaking about difficulty, that's you know it does raise the difficulty of the game, but that that doesn't necessarily speak too much about the AI, AI right? Like that speaks to you know that 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 speaks to like yes, creating a challenging experience for the player based on taking away tools. That the player can use versus having a a smart and intuitive ai system yeah like there's something um, to being so, able to like kind of run away and like reassess combat like i think good games do that well where you have to like find a right egress run in the right direction find the right spot to hide and then you can kind of start to stalk your enemies again in this mm-hmm, game you just gotta mm-hmm. like run into some yeah. flowers and like crouch and they won't know where you went right to. You know, that's, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. kind of rough. Um, you know, <laughs> well, like, um, I think that, like, this game before, I'm sorry, Eli, that I keep cutting you off. I know we, I want to get your impressions also. But one quick thing, you know, it's funny, like, 
one thing again i keep going back to the last of us as far as like gameplay goes one thing that uh was kind of ingenious that i don't think i've seen in any games prior to that is the dogs you know being able to sniff and find you out and stuff like that games like this especially a game like this one where tracking seems to be something you know yeah that's essentially and inherent. There are dogs in this game. Like, how can none of the AI. <laughs> there are huh? dogs in this game too. There are dogs dogs. right. There are actually. Yeah. yeah. But like they don't. They don't do any. They don't do any kind of like. Hey, like if you've been discovered, like that's something that I think is important. And I think they did that a little bit in Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, Far Cry. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you know like it's like hey like this is a samurai game and stuff like that and these are all warriors. They should know how to find someone that just tried to slice them and then is running away. So yeah. Anyway, Eli, impression. Um. Uh. First things first. One thing that I did like was um. I know you guys said a lot about the AI, but the AI being kind of iffy. But the one thing I did like was how the archers, for some reason, weren't like stormtroopers. They literally hit every shot, like the archers, unless you didn't dodge. Oh sure. Which was pretty good. Oh, sure. oh, oh. <laughs> I love how they scream. You know exactly what to dodge. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. So, I like it. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, the main thing that I really did like was the historical ties between original samurai and this game. Um, it it gained the respect of Japan, and that should say most of it. But um. It, it was it was really it was really um sort of realistic to, it was really realistic to see how like they the samurais had their code which a lot of a lot of games like you guys said it really doesn't do anything really well necessarily and it's really realistic as in using stances because you can't just oh, um defeating an opponent it's not just attack 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 you have to think out a strategy first, which is not what a lot of games do. It's a balance between this game has attacks and co- a combat system with a balance of uh, offense and defense, which a lot of games just go straight to offense, which is something that's not really seen, but it's unique. Yeah. Isn't it cool that you can switch stances in the middle yeah. of a fight? So you, you, know, you kill one guy... Switch a stance, kill another guy. Switch yeah. a stance. That that to me is awesome. And what I really like was about that is that you can, the transitions between each stance. It's like you attack one, but then all of a sudden, once you switch a stance, he immediately goes to the next attack. It's not like where you like glitch out a little bit. You mm-hmm. pause for a second and then you go to the next attack. It's really, because I know a lot of games do that. It's it's really good transitions. Um. Samurai culture was good, which is, yeah. Um, the next thing I did like um, was the wind. It, it was kind of not supernatural, per se, but... Mystical. Mystical in samurai ways, is that... Well, it, it, it's a good way of doing it because, you know, the samurais, they're, they're all about nature and their yeah. connection and stuff like that. So I thought it was appropriate to have a guiding wind sending you to your next objective because, again, 
it, it's that deep bond with nature and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was a beautiful way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, you don't have and to go that's... to any of the menus in this game. If you really don't want to, you don't have to. Um, Except for weapons. Wait, what do you mean by that? Well, you, no, like, you don't have to go and you don't have to get a map. Yeah, you don't have you to. Know, you can just map. you can oh. straight from there. You have to kind of yeah. Use you don't different weapons. You have to switch your armor and stuff like that sometimes. But if you want to navigate the world, you never have to go to any any kind of physical map. You could use world markers and winds yeah. and birds and, and foxes and smoke and all this other stuff to figure out where you need to go. Yeah, you can do haiku. <laughs> yeah, my high school. But um, if anything, that's basically it. You guys said most of it, so yeah, I think that's it for me. Eli, how far are you in the game exactly, hours wise? <sighs> okay, or at least that, that you think. I I didn't really get through much. They've been playing Dragon Ball. Um, of course, so of course, and, they've been playing Dragon Stop. Nice. <laughs> well, it is fifth anniversary, but I would like to get into that game more often. Don't you dare get started right now. I have some good share. I will whack you upside the head with my eighty five. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. For the crew that that shows some some solid gameplay. Remember, Walt, Walt, you were saying how you wear the the armor all the time. I always wear the travelers atti- travelers attire. Which is like not even really armor. It just helps you find hidden items throughout the world. I don't even put on armor until I have like a, a big Mongol conflict. I've gotten so good at the sword play that it's just, it's like, like Eli was saying a moment ago, it, it's really about, especially once you get all of the stances, it's really just about mm-hmm. being able to switch stances quickly to respond to the closest threat. And like that's all I'm doing basically all the time a good parry and a good strong attack and a good awareness of who's around you, and you can yeah. cut down Mongo the, the reason, pretty quickly. I, the reason that I don't wear the traveler's attire is because, and, and again, you know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a criticism of how you play. It's just more of how I like to play. Um, it, it, it seems like it's a, it's a gimmick, you know, and, and again, like I said, don't don't take this the wrong way. It's like I said, it's just the way that I play. You don't have to go into you know, menu with it. I, I would rather I would rather like to explore and find things than having, you know, a, a, something that I wear that is telling me it's like radar. It it feels out of place with the environment and you know the time the time frame that you're in. You know, it's where it's like you know you're wearing something. That kind of feels techy. That that says, "Hey, guess what? If you go over this ridge over here, you know, I'm you're walking next to an artifact, and because of that, your clothes are gonna start vibrating." To me, it just it feels out of place with the time frame and the time period that you're doing. That's why I kind of like wearing the armor instead. And you know, you can you can customize these things, and the traveler's attire does look cool and stuff like that, but. Like like I said, for me, I I just don't like the gimmick of what the ta- the travelers attire does, you know. I still just have. But again, to, like I said, that's I, just my I, um, all the way. Yeah, I actually, I actually have. Uh, I kind of like the travelers attire because the way that they do things, right? Like the way that they do the whole like wind direction and the travelers attire vibrating to I let you know that you're cool. near an artifact. I love the, the 
I think it's really cool and it's different, right? Okay. Because the way that a normal game would do it is the wind would be instead an arrow pointing like, hey, yeah. this is the direction you need to go versus doing an artistic way of letting you know. The way that another game might let you know that there's an artifact nearby is like maybe a blinking little dot or like something sparkling to okay. tell you, like, hey, investigate That's that true. area. Yeah. You know, yeah. so and and the thing is that like, you know, in real life, we don't get like all the facilities that we have in real life in a video game, like peripheral viewing and stuff like that. You know, if I wanted to see something that like I'm passing by on the right side and I see it from my peripherals, I don't have that ability in the game. So I like the the idea of having that. But at the same time, that's another thing that I really, really enjoy about the game is the ability to have different ways of playing it, you know, kind of yeah. leaving, leaving the agency to the player, um, you know, leaving it in your hands to decide how you want to enjoy this story, which is what's going to automatically make me play the game a second time at least. Yeah, and keep in mind that, like, I have no HUD elements. So there's nothing, there's almost nothing visual. Yeah, so, like, so yeah, like, like, having that cape, probably helps. Like, it, it kind of is a way for me to be like, or at least at least I know that there's an artifact or a, um, a, a banner or something else around here. You know what? That's a good point. At least the, the direction. I think when I play, I think when I play in Kurosawa mode, I'm going to play without a HUD also and just oh, play with the traveler's so attire and stuff. I think it's going to, yeah, yeah, see like this, this just, this is again, you know, these are the kind of things that I like in a video game when it comes to immersing myself in an experience is being able to decide how I want that experience. I will be. say that the, so, yeah, I mean, just, just look at this discussion that we're having right now. We have three different yeah. experiences and we're playing the same game. Well, the, the, the you know? Yeah, exactly. The that's, thing that's annoying. You know, I will tell you in the expert HUD is when you go to towns that have like, um, like a, a swordsmith or something like that, it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. to find them. You have to really be aware of like the banners in front of buildings and stuff like that. Cause Okay. When you're playing it on medium with the HUD on, you can see the little icon that shows you where everybody is. You don't get that visual mm-hmm. icon at all. You have to like be like, okay, that I see the banner for the swordsman. You have to find them that way and then remember yeah. where they are. In different times. You know, there's a lot to like in the game. I think that we're probably going to revisit it with a maybe a little bit more of a complete review when we finish the game and finish the story yeah. and stuff. Um, so let's kind of like shelve it a little bit so that we don't like completely spoil everything that we might want to talk about later on. Um, but yeah, I think generally we all have pretty good impressions so far. I think it definitely is a, in, in, in the contender, in the running for, you know, game of the year. I think it's a, for sure a contender. So far, yeah, it's a really good game. Uh, in spite of some flaws, I'm still really, really enjoying it. And yeah. That's the, that's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Right. Uh, Anything, anything left to say, guys? Before we uh, bid our uh, our listeners, uh, the rest of the world that's in the room with us, adieu. Hmm. Right, that's how you say it. Bid oh, adieu. Yeah, bid adieu. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, does it? Um, I'm just enjoying the crap out of the game. I, I, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Walt, Walt is happy that it's not a a total crap. <laughs> Yeah, listen, it, it has its flaws, but, you know, I can, I can look past that because I'm enjoying myself doing it, you know? And, yeah, and yeah. I, it just, I'm hoping that there's a second one. From my understanding, you know, the ending kind of does lend itself to there being a second game. Um, 
and I, I can just imagine that they're going to listen to, you know, everything that people say about the game and just improve it. So that that makes me even more excited. Like mm-hmm. I said, I there are flaws. I'll, I'll fully admit that this is not a perfect game. I am enjoying the crap out of it. I, you know, I there's that's there's awesome. Not, that's wonderful. There, yeah, there's not a point where it's like I'm getting bored with it, or you know, it's like oh, I have to go to this place. Oh, do I have to do this again? No, there's there's always something. There's always something that you know gives me joy when I'm playing it. And there's not a lot of games that I can say about that. Like I said, there are flaws. You know, I, I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say that this is a you know the best game in the world, but yeah. For what, you know, this one of the, one of the games that I loved was Bushido Blade. This is Bushido Blade in an open world setting. How mm-hmm. how how awesome is that? That's all I'm gonna say. How awesome is that? Yeah, yeah. As you get better, it does it does it does lend itself to it gets better. the gameplay of Bushido Blade, where yeah. one sword swing can end the fight. Definitely. Agree. Cool. All right. So. Um, I guess that's it for us today. Uh, once again, please rate, like, share, and subscribe. Um, would be uh, we would be totally grateful to you guys. And I think we have a giveaway coming out this week, so stay tuned. Uh, we have another uh, pop giveaway. Uh, we will we should re- be revealing that on Wednesday. So please uh, stay tuned. Follow us. Be ready. And I guess. You know, see you guys next time. I think we have a guy that has a saying. Jose, do you wanna do you wanna say goodbye yeah, for yeah, us? Um, I mean, to everybody out there that's listening, we hope you enjoyed the episode. I I echo everything that Wolfie said, and you all know what to do. You all know what to do. You all have to stay geeky, my friends. Push. <laughs>